Okay, just before we start, um, I get your permission to put this um, interview up on my social media platforms. Yeah, you have my permission. Okay, uh, <clears throat> literally, it's no pressure. I'm your host, Brangham Bug, and we got a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, y'all, so I am Star, a.k.a. Miss Pink Pussy, a.k.a. the Pussy Guru, and that is who I am. So is this like a self-proclaimed pink like pussy thing? Or? Okay, so how the Pink Pussy brand started, because it started off with a brand. I was one of those people who was really self-conscious as a kid on up until um, early adulthood because of my complexion, my wide nose. I don't have European features, you know. I got, like, people features. And um, I just was self-conscious about a lot of stuff, including my vagina. That was one thing I was self-conscious about. I just felt like it was too fat. I was like... I need to get a vagina reduction. <laughs> you know, so. That's new right there. And I was talking to one of my battle buddies because I was still currently in the military. And he was like, you need to embrace who you are. You know, and I was going through my own battles, battling PTSD and all that crap. And he was like, you need to embrace you, everything about you, your vagina, everything. So I was like, embrace. And I said, hmm, embrace the pussy. So that was the first attitude tea I came up with, Embrace the Pussy. So it just kind of flourished from there. I came up with my acronym for pussy, which was push until success satisfies you. So that's my acronym for the word pussy. Um, and it just went on from there. I just started creating a lot of attitude teas and stuff just to empower women and not to be scared to say the word because, I mean, it's not a bad word, you know. And that's how it went from there. And then I all, I've always done music. I've been doing music since 2009. So one of my homeboys was like, Miss Pink, you know, and I was like, I kind of like that. It goes with the brand and everything. So I just kind of like took the name. And even with my brand, it's not just about attitude teas and stuff. You know, I actually used to teach people on vaginal health, you know, because vaginal health is something that, um, Surprisingly, a lot of women don't know how to do. Um, I was talking to one of my friends who lived in the Bahamas, and she was like, could you please do a live on Facebook? Because, like, a lot of my fan base who are women, and she was, like, being from the Caribbean, she was like, it's not really a thing that's talked about. It's not really a thing that people know. So in my mind, I'm like, it can't be that bad. So we did the live, and it was crazy, like, how many questions I got DM'd me on how to keep your pH balance um, together, like what to do, what not to do to keep your pH balance. And like we all fall short because like, you know, certain things like when you buy underwear, you should wash them first because there's no telling what type of chemicals, what it's been through. Cotton underwear are always the best. Thongs are not recommended because they often cause yeast infections, certain foods. It's just a lot of stuff and it's a lot of information and it's a lot of things that people and women didn't know about it so that's kind of like where the brand derived from and it all came from my daughter who surprisingly when she was about four I would let her bathe herself and at one point it came hard it was it became hard for her to use the bathroom so I took her to the emergency room so I'm like what the fuck is going on she had a yeast infection because of the soap and that's another thing people don't understand like you should use certain soaps down there and it's just a lot of information but that's what basically made me create the brand and that's how Miss Pink Pussy was created 
So that's basically what it's about. Like when people hear the pussy word, they think it's something vulgar. But that's not what my brand is about, you know. I feel you. Um, I got you. So did somebody tell you it was fat or like you just... I just knew. Women know about their vagina. I just knew. Anytime you could buy some cute little thongs and your lips hanging over on the side, that's fat. You agree? Yes. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's funny. Okay, so uh, you grew up with both of your parents? Yeah, I did. I grew up with both my parents. So was it a uh, loving situation? No. Why wasn't it loving? My dad, he started, like, when we were like two, three, four, he was like the best dad, like, and then he got addicted to crack. And once he got addicted to crack, it was crack and alcohol, so he was like a crackhead slash alcoholic, and it got to the point where he would beat the shit out my mom all the time. So we saw that, and um, my mom, she was trying so hard to get away from him, like she was never around. So it's like they both were in the house, but they both weren't in the house because she was trying to get away from him. He was coming in drunk and high all the time, and so my grandmother, she lived with us. We well, we lived with her, so she was like mom. She was there all the time. She made sure we were fed. She made sure we were um, clothed. She made sure we had everything we needed, you know, but the toxic stuff, we still experienced it, you know, so. So um, how old was he when he got on crack? Uh, so he had to be in his, like, late 20s, early 30s, because he was about four or five or six or something like that. So, yeah. Before then, my dad was the best. He played football. He was just like a really good dad. But once he got addicted, it just ain't so much. I, I had a few people I went to school with, like they started doing coke and then they couldn't afford it and they just started smoking crack. crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, Cause you'd be like, how in the fuck would, like, would somebody get addicted to something they see like what's the result of it? And it's just, you know, and it's like, people who are on drugs are always chasing that first time high, which is something you'll never get. You know, that first time high is what they experience, and then they always chasing it, but they never can get that back, you know, so. Is it, is it an experience like you had that you chasing that feeling? Like, not, that feeling might not be drugs? Um, no. Because everything I chase, I, I accomplish, you know, so it's never like something I'm chasing and I never get to it. You know what I'm saying? So, Okay, um... <coughs> Okay, um, let me see. Okay, so you ever like match your boyfriend's uh, energy? Or have you ever tried it? Or does he, uh, has he ever tried to match your energy? I mean, okay, so I'm older, you know, so I'm, I'm 31. So I don't do that. Uh, I don't try to match your energy. If our energy is not connecting, then we need to part. We don't need to be together no more. So that's my thing. I don't. I don't do that. I don't, oh, if he cheated, I'm a cheat bag. No, I'm boy, I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? If he, now, if, he, if we trying to match some goal-getting energy, like, yeah, of course, I'll match that because that's progressing the relationship. But if it's some crazy stuff like cheating or, oh, because my thing is communication. And I guess it just came with, with, with my age. Like, communication is key. If we're not communicating and we just mad at each other all the time, and like, that's not going to work for me. You never cheated? 
Okay, so in my younger days, when I really didn't have this mindset, yeah, of course, you know what I'm saying? Because I was young as shit, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But as I got older and as I saw what it does to people and when it happens to you, what it does to you is I don't do that. I would just rather leave. So, um, like, have you ever, like, I guess give me your worst experience, like, like going through, like, cheating. This happened, so when I joined the military, right, I met this guy, and we were coming, he was a Gemini, I don't get a look, me and Gemini men just don't fucking click, I don't know what it is, it just never worked, and so me and him, we would be together, and then we would part, but it was never like a toxic part, it just, we would decide, like, ah, let's just, you know, yeah, like, you do you, I do me, you know, because we both were young, so we did that. So then finally, when it was time for me to, I was living in Virginia, it was time for me to leave Virginia. And um, we was we were in a relationship, we had connected. And I was like, so what you wanna do? You wanna make it work? What you wanna do? He's like, yeah, let's try and make it work. Cause we're in the military, we used to long distance relationships. So I came to Texas, I was in Texas cause I just moved here. Um, and he was ignoring my calls and stuff like that. So I honestly don't know what was going on. So we just decided to part ways. So fast forward to 2000 and, I'm gonna say 2015 or something like that. 2015, 2015. Um, we connected again and it's like we had never part. So we decided to give the relationship another shot. I was in Houston, he was in Maryland. So he told me he didn't have kids, but at the time he was about to have a baby, you know, and I was happy for him because he always wanted kids and I had my kids and I ain't want no more damn kids. So I was happy he was having a baby. Da, 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 da. We would fly back and forth from Maryland to Texas to see each other. And then he was supposed to come see me for Thanksgiving. And at five o'clock in the morning, I got a number call from a Maryland number. So I'm like, he the only one I know in Maryland. So I'm like, damn, something's wrong. I answer the phone. It's fucking white. So I'm like, girl, I'm like, cause I'm so blown. I'm like, man, he ain't married. Girl, go ahead. So I text him. I say, call me, like, right now. And his phone called me, but it was her. And um, I was like, you married, y'all? And she was like, oh, he don't speak about I said, so you married? He was like, yeah. I was like, the fuck? So that just blew me. How do you not know that, though? Like, So this is the thing because at the time i was modeling so i was chasing it hard but when i wanted to talk to him when i wanted to see him we would always go see each other he would always fly me out or he would come out to houston or when i wanted to talk to him i would always it was never he never not answered my calls he never not answered my text messages even at night so and and, and me i trust i don't stop trusting you until you give me a reason not to trust you and i have been knowing him for years you know what i'm saying so I just trust him, you know, and then, and my thing is this, I, everything will come to the light eventually, you know, it is what it is. So, I found out he was married, when we broke up, shit, but it was really heartbreaking for me because we were planning to get married and all that crap like that, so I was like, and this is my thing, if you just wanted to fuck, just say that. And give, women don't. And, and, and give me the choice to say no, because I'm going to say no if you're married. 
but just give me the choice. But most men don't give women the choice. They just are rather hide shit because you never know. There's a lot of bitches out there who just want to fuck you and keep it moving. Most of them. Nah, I know. Most of them just want to go for this. Right this no, this new generation. Yeah, they do. A lot of them do. Because they ain't trying to be tied down. This new generation about getting money. That's what most of them are about. Scamming and scheming and getting money. They ain't about no relationship. I seldom meet a young girl. I know, like, most girls I know got, like, two, three boyfriends. You know, so I just wish she would have gave me. And like I said, this is 2015. I wish she would have just gave me the choice to say no or yes. You know, of course, the answer would have been no. But and so we broke up. But it was hurt. It was a gut wrench, and it that shit hurt real bad, you know. So, but it is what it is. I know the table from that. So was you, when you was talking to him, was it like hour long conversation? Mm-hmm. Or was just like real quick? No, long conversations, long conversations. And I mean, even though he was like, you know, she ain't gonna tell you that we we thinking about getting a divorce anyway. Of course, she's not gonna tell me that because I still fucking with her husband. You know what I'm saying? I did not know he was married. I did not know. I was around his friends and everything because she ended up calling. No, I called her because he wouldn't talk to me. So I said, but he didn't know that she had called me from her number. So I called her and me and I had a conversation. And she was like, so the plane ticket from uh, from Texas to Maryland, that was you? I was like, yeah. I was like, and he said that you was his crazy baby mama. And that's basically, and I was around his friends and I named his friends. And she was like, oh my God, they were just at my house. Like, you know, they was covering for him. So I wonder what kind of work she do for him to do this. She, she a bank manager. So she was always, because I didn't know who she was at first. And she kind of like, she like, not bank manager, she like CEO, bank CEO. So she ran a few branches, you know what I'm saying? So she had a really demanding job. And then I'm guessing, like, when she had her baby, because their baby was, you know, conceived through in vitro, which was, you know, so that was kind of like a lot of focus on the baby and stuff like that. So, I mean, but it is what it is. I, I definitely bring it to my own. Okay. Um, it's a quote that said, a person who left you in anger will always come back, but a person who left you with a smile will uh, never be back again. So, I can see how you can relate to that quote if you can. I mean, most men will always be trying to come back. I don't know. I mean, dudes, like, like I've had a few dudes who kind of, like, they just basically, and it's not even dudes, like, just people, and like, as friends, I've never had a friend to make, like, that I got into it with that never came back. Because my friends, like, when you friends, y'all gonna go through shit, and then y'all gonna reconnect again, you know what I'm saying? But it's mostly with relationships. Like, if a dude did you dirty, and they know they did you dirty, and you really didn't deserve that, they always try to come back and apologize and stuff, you know? So you usually leave, right? Yeah. I be gone. But they try to apologize and be like, I'm sorry, and all that crap. And I just block them. I'm the block queen. I would block the shit out you. I guess give me a um a toxic behavior that you need to work on. So what like do you be cheating on women? Or or you feel like it ain't cheating? Well, now, um, cause I'm I'm in a relationship so long. I guess back then a toxic trait I had was 
I had really bad anger issues. So you did hit the booze? I hit, yeah, I hit the booze. You was a yesterday man. <laughs> like, I, I had real bad anger issues. I, and it, was, it had nothing to do with the dude. It was just me. I had a lot of healing to do. A lot. Because I was still carrying anger from a child, from me being in the military. I was just carrying a lot of anger. Okay, um, a small misunderstanding um, will expose how people really feel about you, Sam. Have you been through that in the recent? What happened? I'm just at a place of peace where all the people around me are just really positive people. I don't really hang with people who, if you give me a bad vibe, I just kind of remove myself from you immediately. I don't stick around for that. And like I said, I think it comes with age, you know. That's what I think it comes with. Cause like back in the day, I used to be a people pleaser. I would just hang around people, even if they fucking did me dirty. I would still hang around them because I'm like, oh, she my friend and da 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 da. But then a lot of times, people don't be having your best. Some people just don't have your best interest at heart, and you just have to realize that. What's give me an example of them? So she was my friend, um, and I would help her out a lot. Like I would help her. I would go to her house at like two o'clock in the morning, and you know, and I would help her with her brand and everything like that. But it's like when she would have opportunities going, I had my brand, it was never like, hey, this going on, you should come or whatever like that, none of that. And I started noticing it, but I was like, you know, maybe she just forgot, you know what I'm saying? And then it was just like, she would talk to me real crazy, but I would kind of like throw it under the rug. So I'm like, well, she my girl, you know, she just angry or whatever, whatever. But then it's just like, it just kept happening. It just kept happening. And I had to, excuse myself from that situation because I'm like your friends are not going to make you feel bad they're not going to make you they're not going to hurt your feelings and shit a friend is somebody who will talk to you and tell you you're wrong but in a respectful way and she wasn't doing that and so I just excused myself from that situation completely you know and even her people knew they was like why you don't come around anymore I was like y'all know why I don't come around no more because she did it to her own people like she just was fucking mean and rude I, I, had, I had a friend like that, but he was broke, and once he got some money, he started talking crazy to me. Yeah. I ended up having to get away from him. Yeah. But when people need you, like, they kiss your ass all the time. When they don't, don't they, need you, they, they will treat you like are. shit, right. Okay, um, something that uh, gets you emotional, and the uh, last time you force yourself to be emotional. Um, what gets me emotional a lot is me still grieving the passing of my grandmother. Cause like I said, that was mama for me. She was my mom. And that, that it's just like, I'm just still going through that. And I like, I literally Google like, why am I still grieving? It's been so long. Cause she died in 2015, you know? And it's just like, I still be grieving. I still be crying. Like I just think of her and just start crying. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, Cause I'm like, damn, I don't like to cry. Cause I don't like to cry. But that's one thing that still gets me really emotional, and it's one of the things that I use when I'm doing certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my mom. She told me she said people never get over that type of death. Like, there's, right. there's nothing you can do. Right. Cause it, I, I dated somebody. It's like changed who they was. Like they was just like a, a total opposite person. So mm-hmm. You just never get over. Right. Okay, um, I guess tell me, I guess as far as like, um, I guess your goals in the industry, like what do you want to do? 
when I just moved here eight months ago, um, my kids actually talked me into moving here. Um, I was, I was, um, cause like the, like the past couple of years, I had been like, Hey, I want to act, you know? And my oldest son, and I used to always say that I'll be watching P Valley. Cause I'm like, P Valley was made for me. This pussy. P Valley, Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi. Like, and I'll just go. You know, I'm like, I should be there. So you got hooky energy? Yes. <laughs> you know, I'd be on the pole sometimes in my own house. Um, and I just was like, that show was made for me. I used to always have my kids, and I'm like, come look at this move I learned on P Valley. Because uh, we, me and my kids have a really good relationship. Are the boys or girls? Two boys and a girl. So you guys your son? Yeah. I ain't naked. Yeah. Nah, that, look, let me tell you something. I made I, my relationship like that with my kids so they can come talk to me about anything. I don't hide nothing from them. They don't hide nothing from me. Like, my son, like my son started having sex. He told mama. You know what I'm saying? And we, we talked about it or whatever. My middle son, my, my, youngest, my youngest daughter, she was a preemie. Like, when I had her, she only weighed like 16 or 12 ounces, something like that. She's really small. But... I teach my kids because I didn't have that type of relationship with my mom. I had my period for a whole year and a half before I even told my mom because I was scared to talk to my mom. And right, and I I made it to where we have an open relationship to talk. You know what I'm saying? And everything I do, I run past my kids. Like I'd be like, "What you think about this picture? What you think about that picture?" You know what I'm saying? Everything I do, and my kids understand. They they know that mama. Is trying to break generational curses. Mama is trying to do something. And sometimes you have to step outside the box to do that. And if I have to take the brunt and the heat and the backlash to break that generational curse for my family from being poor and being on public assistance and shit like that, I don't do that. And I feel like I'm doing a good job of it, you know, so far. Um, so... So when your son was like, your mom, your ass look fat, you would be like, I didn't, I didn't, you like, he, my son, because they was just up here visiting me in April, and he, he, he noticed, like, he'd be like, why are you looking at my mom's ass? Nigga, stop looking at my mom's ass. I know her ass fat, but stop looking at it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my son. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they older, 20, 17, 14, those are my kids. So, you know, that's the type of relationship we have. Um, we have a relationship to where I can talk to them about anything. So when I told them, when I would always come to them and be like, "How you think? You know, you think I? How you think I look on P Valley?" Da, 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 da. And then one day, um, my oldest and my middle son they came to me and they said, "Mom, like I'm about to graduate. Mark gonna graduate next year. Marley wanna go stay with her dad. Why don't you just do it? Just go to Atlanta. Try to pursue your dreams. Like we good because they in Houston with my mom. And so." I made my transfer from my job. Shit came through within like a week. My boss was like, I've never seen that before. Like, I've never seen a transfer come through that fast. And the transition here was, like, me transitioning my job from Houston to here was really easy. And I just came, shit. And I only been here for eight months, but as soon as I got here, I just hit the ground running. I started training and acting. I started doing film training. I started doing stage training. I started doing stunt classes because I do have a technical background um and I just got back into music because I do music as well so I just I'm just trying to do some shit with my life I'm trying to leave my kids something when I leave here you know so yeah you do content I do do content 
ain't consistent with it, but I need to. Oh, okay. That ain't what she be talking about. I don't want to ask No. <laughs> I don't know the only thing. You should, um, the scenes that you like on Peabody mm -hmm. that you've been imitating, you should just put your video next to that. Oh, and I have my little vlogs too. too. I do that. I just don't be uploading. Girl, do them. I got that. I do, um, Viola Davis. I love her. I took an excerpt, an excerpt out of her book. That's one of my monologues because her book is amazing. You should read it if you haven't because it's good for actresses. Oh my God. Um, I cried the first two times I read this book. I'm, I'm on number three now. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you know, I don't do only dance, but I do do like acting content. And I mean, people who want to see that, she said her coochie be hanging off. I'm not going to show nobody. So basically, that was, I told him, see, he's he telling you, he's telling you a lot of the story. So I told him, <laughs> at one point in my life, I was so self-conscious about everything about me, my color, my nose, my hair, my body, my vagina. And I wanted to get a lip reduction down there. I did. And I was talking to my homeboy. He was my battle buddy. He was like, you need to embrace everything about you. And so I said, embrace him. So I guess I should embrace the pussy. <laughs> and that was my first attitude tee for my brand, the pink pussy brand. That was my first attitude tee. And it just flourished from there. It went uh, pussy over everything. Um, I got um, for candies, let the lips breathe. I got um, my acronym for pushy, push until success satisfies you. Um, you know, it, it's, and then like I told them, I teach vaginal health. I teach how to mm -hmm. clean it, what you need to do, what you need to eat to keep your pH balance good. You know, it, it's more than just that. Yeah. yeah, it's more than that. It's more than the lips. Yeah, it's more than the lips. <laughs> <laughs> that was a highlight, then. I was just <laughs> going in a highlight. That's what I like. I'm crying. Okay, um, I guess something you didn't put enough thought into or something you may make you overthink. I think I ain't put enough thought into when I went to the military. Lord Jesus, I'm like, I ain't put enough thought into that. What regiment was army? Because yeah. it was, it was just not. I just felt like it was not a good choice because, like, even though, like, now I'm fine, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, but on times when I stop praying and I stop meditating, I fall into depression really bad, and I can't get out the bed. I can't really do anything, you know. So, and that was kind of like. A cause and effect of me being in the military, going to war, and just experiencing a lot of shit. So, what war? Uh, OIS Freedom, Operation Iraq Freedom, sir. Iraq, after 9 11, when we go to fight, I put up for like a year. You ever talk to the other people, the other side? Who? Like, who, whoever you supposed to be fighting? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, we talked to the Taliban, but we did have like Iraqis over there that we were training and who would be on the post doing certain things like they'll be fixed because we got bathrooms built, we got buildings built when we were over there and stuff like that. So yeah. So y'all was over there fighting the Taliban for Iraq? For America. And, and we were kind of like training them too, I guess. Like they were in a space where that sounds so though. They were trying to build the country. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I was young and dumb. I just know that fight. I don't even know what I was fighting for. Okay. They said that's how the, the country make our money back. We destroy what they got, then we rebuild it. Mm -hmm. That's the point of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then I know we ended up pulling out from over there, and it was just like halfway done. And you talking about with Biden? No, we, we pulled out before Biden. We pulled out before Trump actually. 
and they pulled us from over there, you know. So I don't know what it was like when, when we pulled out, but I just know when I was over there, it was just kind of like messed up. They had big holes in the ground from IEDs and, God, you know, and like I was a truck driver, so I saw that shit firsthand, you know, getting shot at by RPGs and oh AKs and stuff. I was actually a 50 town gunner, so that was my job to just shoot. And, oh this is Call of Duty in real life. <laughs> Hell no. You know, I'm working with a guy who was saying, like, when he was over there, like, you can hear the bullets. Oh, yeah, of course. I remember one time, one day I had a breakdown, though, because um, I was on Tower Guard. We had the M240 in our tower, and they just started attacking the post. And it was me and my tower buddy, buddy Flores. And I'm sitting there, we just sitting at it. We, we send the RPGs, and we. And so me, I've never been shot at before. So when bullets are coming past you, we sound like mosquitoes. Like, you know, so I'm like, what the fuck? So someone's like, what is that? And he grabbed me like this and he pulled me down to the ground. He's like, they shooting at us. And a captain had actually came by and checked on us. But right when he was checking on us, they started attacking us. So he didn't have no flag vest on, he didn't have no Kevlar on, nothing. So he had to hop in his car and go back to his barracks and get his armor. And he ended up coming back to check on us with all his gear on. But at that moment, I just sat on that floor and just cried and cried. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing here? I'm a woman. What the fuck? It ain't I'm a woman. It's just like, I just should not be here. Like, what the hell? Yeah, like that. They literally trying to kill a bitch. She's talking about some shooting. What the fuck is that? I'm like, what is that? He like, they shot at us. And he was like, oh, man. He grabbed me and threw me to the ground. I'm like, and I just sat there with my weapon in my hand, just crying. Like, okay. oh, my God. I could have died. Right. <laughs> no, for real. Crazy, though. Like, it sounded like it was your first day in the military. He was like, what is that? When bullets fly? Because, okay, when we were in the military, you either were shooting at targets and you had your... Uh, your ear, like, your yeah. earplugs in, but I never heard a bullet go past my head. Like I hear what it sound like when it come out my gun, just like boom, you know, I can hit it. But when they get distance to them, when they come past you, the the projectile just so that's what's coming past your head. That's what you're hearing. So it and it's not like regular bullets. It's not from no twenty two. It's from an AK because this is what they were shooting. They had AKs. We had M sixteens, M fours, and saws. Um, so that shit sound like, and I'm just like, what the hell? So I've never, I had never been shot at before. So just me hearing it because it's so close to me, that shit just put me in shock. Like, what the fuck? It sounds like they need to teach that man. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure some people did know, but like I said, I was fresh out of AIT. Like, I got to my unit and we deployed a month later, so I was still new. I had only been in the military for a few months. And you went to war. Went to war. So do they give you like a check for this if you end up going to war? Mm-hmm. It ain't much, is it? Mm-hmm. It's less. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. You hear a lot of people complain. I get like a monthly check still, depending on how you get out. Now, if you just get out because you did some bullshit and they dishonorably discharge you, you ain't get no money. But I was honorably discharged uh, and I was diagnosed with a few things, which, and, and, when you're diagnosed with stuff, you get a percentage of what you're diagnosed Like, so when I first got out, I had 50% for my bipolar disorder. And then as time went on, my bipolar disorder got a little worse because everything I was so, I had so many problems with anxiety. I couldn't be around a crowd of people or I would literally have a panic attack. 
And then when I got out, um, like the Muslims, and I, I, I have no problem with Muslims, but the ones who were covered like this, I didn't, I didn't do that because a lot of when we went Iraq, a lot of them were like bombing us and stuff. So you just never knew who to trust. So like I remember one time I was in Walmart and I was checking out, I had a basket full of groceries, and a Muslim lady came up behind me, covered like this. I damn near passed out. I, I, I had to leave everything there and I had to go to my car because. I was so fucked up, but I'm cool now, though. You know, counseling, therapy, all that stuff. So you get like a disability check. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess we'll switch it up. I guess famous uh, this. Uh, I knew I was in love, man. What? Why do you ask me this? I'm crying. <laughs> I knew I was in love when. I felt like I could die for a motherfucker if I knew I was in love. Well, you had to be in love with that. Yeah. Come on. I ain't yeah, saying that. That's not even. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's she got like all my kids or something. But okay, yeah. Nah, that's a little bit much right there. Well, he had died for me. So. People so, say that. I was in the military together. No, he ain't in the military. Oh. Yeah, he a whole. Like niggas say they'll do 30 years and then start telling when they do their face. Nah, he ain't that type. He ain't that type. He in jail now, actually. Yeah. Okay. The worst. Shit's so he got like years or he just. Years. And that's what you saying? Your boyfriend? Mm -hmm. So you really single then? I mean, I don't say I'm single. Yeah, you single yeah, if he got years. He got years. How yeah. many years? A lot. Like 10? Damn, what do you do here? Okay, so let me tell you how they go. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why I hold him in such high regard. I'm going to tell you why. So about a year and a half ago, I had been dating, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't know what he, like I met this guy. He was really cool. He's a Gemini though. I just, I just don't want to fill up the Gemini guy. And um, it's just like, you know like how the issues like they they want this from you but then they don't want to do nothing for you like he want me to help him out with certain things and shit like that like not money wise but just like you know like certain shit when it comes to like he wanted to get into modeling so I was hooking him up with all these agencies and you know helping him with his image and shit like that but it's like when it came to me it was like it was always throwing he was always throwing me on the back burner you know what I'm saying basically just basic stuff like hey you know can you do this for me can you come to the house and do this for me it wasn't like if now we're asking for money but it wasn't always money because i got my own money so but if if that's your dude if i need you to cover down on me on something then you should do that especially when you walking around with eleven thousand dollars in your pocket you get what i'm saying so i was like pretty much done with guys and then I met my through, dude through my friend. And um, and I'm going to tell you why I put him in such high regard. Because for so long, I, I was just battling a lot of mental issues and shit. And you know how you get to the point where you don't believe in yourself? Like, and I've been going through that since a kid, you know, because being raised in Mississippi, dark skin wasn't in. First of all, you wasn't shit. The paper bag test was real. You know what I'm saying? 
And that shit had just been instilled in me. And it wasn't until I met him to where he just really made me believe in myself. And I asked him for something, he gonna find a way to give it to me. Even though he's in prison. If it's money, he gonna get it to me. You know what I'm saying? If it's I need this, he gonna get it to me. You know what I'm saying? I have never had no dude who would do shit like that for me. At the drop of a dime. When I say I'm having a bad day, he gonna find a way to call me and he gonna be on that phone praying with me and he gonna be motivating me. So that's why I put him in such high regard. That's why. It ain't about sex. Because I can go without sex. It's been over a year now since I've had sex. Maybe. I'd have had enough sex to fucking last a lifetime. So I'm good on that. I'm gonna do None of your damn business. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you might want to throw it No, out. I ain't gonna throw that out there. But um, it's just like I don't need that. You know, I just I need the mental now. Like I'm to the point where I need the mental. When back in my young days, you know, yeah, sex was a big thing. That's not big for me no more. What's big for me now is chasing my dreams, break breaking generational curses for my family, and accomplishing my goals. That's what's big for me right now. So, how many years though? What? How many years you got? A lot. I would guess 25. 25? No. More than that? That nigga got life? Life. What the hell? <laughs> so what you waiting on the appeal? So, no, he, he, he did win okay, his appeal to get resentenced. So we waiting for that. And then once he gets the appeal and they resentence him, depending on what they resentence him to, mm-hmm. that's going to determine the outcome of the relationship. But like I said... I live in the moment. I'm using it for what I can use it for now. Mm-hmm. I'm using it for motivation. I'm using it for, A, get your ass out there and accomplish mm-hmm. your goals, which is what he does for me. So, if he go to trial and they say, you still got life, we're going to revisit the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, because it's been cool for me now, because being with him for like, we've been talking for like a year and a half now, has really grounded me to accomplish my goals. It really has. You know, because I'm the type, when I'm with somebody, I put a lot of focus on you, mm-hmm. and I lose myself. That's women. Yeah. So, me, him being there, and me not having to focus on him, but I still get that motivation. Mm-hmm. I still get that, hey, this is what you, and then he's really, really smart. So, he's showing me how to invest in the stock market. He's showing me different things I can invest in. He's giving me different knowledge on, because um, he's real spiritual, so. He's always recommending books. He's always recommending things to get your power back. So that's what he does for me. And so I'm you, because when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's always a quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. You're using somebody for something, and they're using you for something else. It's always that, even in a marriage. So. You got a boyfriend, and he got to be there. Basically. Right. Yeah. But I can, you know, and if I want to do what I do, I, but I'm not. I'm good, you know, because I've been through that, giving my body to the wrong nigga. And, Getting all that toxic energy, I don't, I don't do that no more. That's what I mean. I meet a lot of women who say that like they've had all these dicks and giving everything. I ain't saying I had a lot of dicks. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying what I've been through, but <laughs> they want to take it slow with me. Like you get what I'm saying? Like basically, it's like uh, I'm I'm finna do something different now. No, let me tell you something, and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. A woman knows they want to fuck you from the day they see you. Boom. So if she give you that, she's trying to use you for something. Boom. So you choosing the wrong one. Just like you say, we choosing the wrong one. Oh, you choosing the wrong one because they want you for one thing. I mean, I used to meet hoes, though. So but, well, well, yeah, what you thinking? <laughs> but, see, they, but see, them hoes are trying to use you for one thing because they thinking you a sucker. But I'm just saying, if, if I'm, we both finna be useful. So if I'm doing some shit, you finna be doing some shit. Okay. So if you're not, then we finna cut this shit Because let me see, the 
the first attraction is physical attraction. I don't give a damn what nobody say. The first attraction is physical attraction. And women will put up with certain shit if a nigga fine if he got money. That's just point blank period. You know what I'm saying? Because like my ex, I put it up I put up with a lot of shit from a nigga because he was fine as fuck. But then after a while, I had to realize he fine, his outside is fine, but his inside is trash. And it took me a while to realize that. So I had to be like, I got to not look at that right now. But even now, first attraction is physical attraction. If I'm not physically attracted to you, I probably won't even try and get to know you. You know what I'm saying? So first attraction is always physical attraction. I don't have to be physically attracted. Some people don't, though. Because, like, one of my, my best friends, she's not like that. She doesn't. But I know for me and for most people I know, first attraction is physical attraction. Just don't be obese, though. That's too much. <laughs> I'm saying you ain't got to have that stripper shade, but that obese shit, that's, yeah, I, I can't yeah. fuck with you. <laughs> that's too much. Okay, I guess we going to, um. I'm playing the, um. What's something we haven't asked you that our audience should know about you before we go? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> Um, yes, you do. You cracking up. My I'm head. trying to think. I don't know. Um, I said most everything. Shit, what y'all want to know? Y'all want to know anything else? I'm open. The body count. No, I'm just no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know that. <laughs> um, I mean, more about where to find your your brand, your okay. products. Um, so you can find me on IG at um Miss Pink. P and that's M S P I I N K P, and my brand is the Pink Pussy Brand, which is P I N K P underscore 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 Y. And I always come with gifts. I give her one. I know he's gonna be here, but you are. Hey. So let's see. I make pussy. She said I make pussy. I do. I love a posse. That's cute. What is it? A posse. Oh, uh -huh. you take this one. Okay. I'm gonna give you this one. Me love them. Give it to your girlfriend's one. It's a coochie. It's a coochie. It's a coochie keychain. It's a coochie keychain. Oh, she got my keychain. Oh, yours cute. Hold on, I got different ones. Let me see. It was a coochie. But she popped out like, where's the coochies? Oh, you go like, you can get you a coochie too, girl. Oh, shit, my baby. Oh, I want this one. Yeah, that's the one I got on my keychain. My bad, y'all get y'all coochie keychain. Right. Mm -hmm. Miss Pink. Brand, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this one needs to have two piercings. Right. I, I want. I'm gonna figure out a way to put piercings in there because y'all yep. got Gucci piercings. I got you. Yeah. I got one. You do? Y'all gangsters. I got one. It sounds like it hurts. It don't hurt. Actually, I thought it don't hurt, but it feels like an earlobe. Earlobe. Like you know that can throw off your uh, testosterone. I mean your estrogen level. It, it makes you produce more Yeah, I have. So should you tell them or you just... Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what you do. 
don't you tell them. Because this, this is the thing, they're going to think you hate. But when they get around people and start doing it in public, oh, they're going to see you. Because people going to be like, what the fuck? Boo, you can't say. Then they're going to know. No, I know some motherfuckers. They never get booed. And you hear them, you go, oh my God. Man, you still <laughs> doing this shit? Like, like, why? Then if it worked, let it work. Come on, shoot, Blueface rap on beat. Uh, yeah. It worked for him? He, he all okay, but you know that trash you be hearing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just saying, my, if they never boo them, let them win. Y'all play music on y'all time? Mm-hmm. No, I don't play music. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can all sing or like, um, rap. Freestyle. I mean, I am a rapper. I don't really freestyle. I just don't freestyle because my memory is fucked up. So from the medication I take. So it'd be real hard for me to like just be that, you know, sharp. And yeah. I'm writing something rehearse it. So every time we go out. And that's what I do. I just rehearse it. Because I'm about to release my new song, so yeah. So that's why I was just asking. But I can sing it to you. I ain't no problem. When is it gonna drop? July 4th. That's what you tell them. Oh yeah. <laughs> my new jam. <laughs> Booty meat dropping July 4th. Hey, she is funny. <laughs> oh, I wish I could look. Can I play y'all? That's the name of it for you? Yeah, that's the name of it. I'm going to play y'all a little clip of it. Booty meat. That's the that's name of it. That's a song back in the day. Yeah, shake that booty meat. Yeah. That's so the booty meat. Remind us lick that booty meat. Go back at it. Play a little clip for y'all. I want y'all to hear this. Okay, so here we go. Trap beat. Appreciate you coming, and we're going to be back with another gift. 